Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very spooky edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Let's play a game. Yeah. I am so fucking stoked. So first of all, happy spooky season, everybody. Uh, Welcome to it. Welcome to an October that we're not, you know, at the mercy of some bitch. Um, So... (laughs) We're bringing content this Halloween yeah. for the comedy horror podcast that we started last year. <laughs> I like the way, unlike last year, I like the way uh, Frank Dormani put it. Where it's like, I didn't know I was on the Shade Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Shade Podcast. But everybody, welcome to Sawmoth. Super, super fucking excited. Um, this way, like, we can deliver something that I think a lot of people really want to know, which is kind of like how to connect the dots uh-huh. in a lot of this, because it's a really big world that's been created. Yes. While still being able to, if you're not as interested in it, we're still going to be dropping plenty mm-hmm. of, you know, little tricks and treats throughout. Cause, yeah, because the thing is, is you could probably go through all of these movies in 30 minutes if you wanted to. And you know what? That's fine. Uh, we're going to expand on that. I don't know that I could, though. Well, I just feel like the plot line. The necessary plot line, sure. probably five minutes per movie or something like that. You could, you're not going over uh, all the traps and the kills and everything. This happens because of this, sure. and that, you know what I mean. So sure. now we get to talk about it the way that we talk about stuff. <laughs> one of the uh, things that I don't know that we've ever really mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of the reasons we started this podcast is we used to have like three and four hour conversations about movies over the phone, right? Right, just. Because Shit we like to like three o'clock yeah, in the morning. Just because so now we, we just right. do it at normal hours. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> With this free flowing format, we get to bring it back to our roots. The yeah. things we like so much yeah. about those conversations that we get to share them with you now. So here we go. Uh, so we're not going to go over the itinerary because we would be doing it for three movies. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric doesn't like to read that much. No. <laughs> So hopefully a lot of you at this point have already listened to our first Saw episode. And if you haven't, I think that you probably should, because that one we go into a Mm -hmm. lot of detail about. Whereas this is, again, like we're just trying to pick up the pieces, as it were, and show what the puzzle is going to look like through each Mm -hmm. sect of these movies. And we will still go go ahead and do uh, our first impressions, because this is a movie series that's very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start. Because I was thinking about it on the drive over here, and I was thinking to myself just the reasons that I love Saw in general. And one of them is I ha- it finally occurred to me that this was my first horror franchise, mm. and one that was coming out when I was young sure. or like actually old enough to like go to movies and understand it uh-huh. and stuff like that because you have like yes i love nightmare on elm street yes i love friday the 13th yes i love child's play all of those are a completely different era mm-hmm. for when they were coming out this was mine you your, know? your alternative was probably like final destination yeah you exactly. know what i mean and so I, yeah <laughs> i refuse to accept that <laughs> But but it was also one of those things where like the the closest that I would like want would be something sure. like Scream, but Scream came out three years after I was born. Yeah, so I'm like walking into the franchise still instead of mm-hmm. like you know being I, strolled in on a stroller. I remember the trailers <laughs> for this movie, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, like I yeah. was so excited. Rated um, R. <laughs> and it, it was funny too because like my grandmother was always one of those people that was like you know I've said it on here before we're like. Um, she loves when it's spooky and creepy and all that kind of shit, but she, 
She's like, I don't like when it's all bloody. <laughs> but she was still going to see these movies in theaters. Bloody. <laughs> um, so uh, we're mostly going to be revolving this episode episode around one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember uh, seeing one for the first time and like being blown away by how simple the concept was. And later on, I would realize that like it was something that I didn't realize that they did it on such a budget compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the series and how that still kind of like resonated through. Sure. Um, two, I remember that was a movie I had to sneak from my mom. Mm. <laughs> Cause if she knew that I was watching some bitch get thrown into a, a vat yeah. of hypodermic needles, a recovering heroin addict, yeah. no less. <laughs> well, she chose that life, but sure. <laughs> But that's the fun part. She didn't. Uh, (laughs) The heroine chooses a wizard. (laughs) (laughs) The needle chooses its arm. (laughs) Um, But uh, I remember, uh, you know, trying to tell my mom, like, when Saw 3 was coming out, I was like, I have to go see this. I have to be able to talk to Grandma about it. We love this Mm -hmm. series. And I, I, think, I, I love that you played your mom's heartstrings on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a manipulative w- little shit. What dude. a move. <laughs> what a move. Me and grandma aren't going to have shit to talk about if we don't go see this movie, yeah. which is not true. Yeah. I was <laughs> now we have to talk about movies we've already seen. <laughs> but the, the, the best part about going to see this movie was just my mom's reaction because it was like, fuck it. She had no idea mm-hmm. what any of this was about she knew what had been said on the news yeah uh which was very much like the terrifier 2 of its time sure where it was just like this is the most bloody and intense saw yet <laughs> people are having projectile diarrhea yeah. in the theaters hillary clinton's pissing on a wall because <laughs> that's just what she did as a senator <laughs> bev purdue is about to ban smoking in restaurants in north carolina <laughs> I just well, thought just we go then. I just thought we were talking about politicians we dislike. I'm sorry, um, but I, I'll never forget like her reaction to having no idea what she had gotten herself <laughs> into. Because like my my mom is also one of those people where I know that when we got like a quarter of the way into the movie, she was like, "I already paid for it." Yeah. <laughs> Might as well make it a good thing. Oh, yeah. And it was just... I'm I'm picturing your mom, like, walking you, like, down the sidewalk beside the movie theater and the poster with the saw and the marketing and everything. And then you go into the movie theater, and it's rated R. You're taking your kid to see this? Yeah, he wants to talk to his grandma about it. We're going to go in. I don't even know what it's about. Walking past some more marketing, some cardboard cutouts of shit. You know what I mean? And, like, sitting down. Ah, what am I in for? <laughs> they had one of the miniature billies too. In, cool. In, in, the, uh, in the lounge area. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'll just never That's forget. Great. Like her, her eyes were like Alex in fucking Clockwork Orange, just fucking peeled to her fucking forelet, forehead. She I'm gonna like, be sick. Get something for me to be sick. In. Just a taste of the ultraviolence. <laughs> Also, like, I'm not going to go on a diatribe about this because we got a lot to cover in this episode, but my mom is also very much a germaphobe, and I definitely got that from her. Yeah. So, in three, you know, when we went to see it, the the scene with the pigs going into the eviscerator was right. like, 
That was a bonding yeah. moment for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I I felt like I was throwing up maggots uh-huh. in my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about you, Eric? What, what was your first experience? This with, was this, this was definitely franchise? let's fake being sick and watch some of Dad's DVDs. Okay, this was <laughs> this was my first experience with it. I watched um, that movie that Elliot Page was in, where um, Juno. No, it was the one where um, it's the it, it's the dude from Watchmen that plays Night Owl, but he abducts her. And is like grooming her and everything. Oh. So I watched that movie first, and it was I was like well written, very dialogue heavy, and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is kind of when I was starting to like watch films and like analyze them instead mm-hmm. of just like Lord of the Rings, Aragorn. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like Gondor, close <laughs> <right>? for <laughs> my captain, my king. You know. Um, but yeah, and so this was the movie that immediately followed. This was a movie that stuck with me for a long time, and it wasn't even the gore. It was the fact that it was a serial killer who had a moral conscience to him, it, it, who had like, I'm helping you. You know what I mean? The traps are winnable. You have to be willing to have that killer instinct. In some cases. You, in some cases. <laughs> the ones that he were in charge of, allegedly, were winnable. Um, but you had to have his whole plight, which we'll get into in a completely different section, mm-hmm. um, being that humanity has lost its like survival instinct and we're going to tap into that. What are you willing to sacrifice to atone for your sins and that kind of shit? Um, it was incredibly fascinating to me because I've never been like sensitive to gore. Sure. I mean, I was watching, you know, like, like war movies with my dad when I was like five and six. You know, and, yeah, you and got stuff. Saving Private Ryan. And he's Very early in all seriousness. Like... The, the first R-rated movie I ever saw, I think, was actually Braveheart. And, like, the disemboweling and everything. I'm, like, honestly probably seven years old, six or seven years old when I'm watching that and everything. Because um, my dad was that dude. He, w- he would rather, like, expose me to that and instill in me a sense of freedom against oppressive, like, governmental forces. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, he was like, this is so important for you to know. <laughs> As a second grader. <laughs> it can always get this bad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing. And I think that's the reason why I really latched onto the first three movies mm-hmm. um, was because of who John Kramer was to me. I'm not condoning anything that John Kramer did, but in terms of like the fascination that I had with the way that his brain worked and the way that he applied mm-hmm. his sociopathic tendencies, which yeah, I guess they're not really sociopathic because he does have a regard for humanity and life and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's kind of, it's just, that's one of those things where you're analyzing this. You're like, this is really cool. I've never killed anyone in my entire life. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he's not just a dude that's like, I'm going to kill all the girls at the slumber party. Fuck them. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's not who John Kramer is. You know what I mean? And that's what made it so fascinating. You made the point earlier about the thing that you like so much about this movie is how it has like a noir element to it underneath mm. all of the gore and bloodshed and everything that gets overlooked, you know? Mm. And I think it comes off so strong in these first three movies especially um that it is story driven it is well written it does have dots that connect in later movies that you wouldn't be able to get to without seeing those later movies and things like that and that's why we're dedicating a whole fucking month to this (laughs) instead of just doing let's do one every now and then now let's talk about it let's do the saw franchise so here we go so and the last thing that i do want to say before we get into it is for for people who have listened to us talk about this on the show before or just talk about i guess my uh opinion on horror movies and what makes them great and i think why i fell in love with the saw franchise is that there has to be that gravity to gore Mm -hmm. 
it can't just be one or the other. And I feel like this movie gets paired a lot with Eli Roth movies, and it kind of pisses me off, honestly, because, like, I have never seen an Eli Roth movie that had half the amount of plot that has been attributed to literally any Saw right. movie I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Leigh L was only on, like, two of these movies. Right. <laughs> but getting into it, uh, so a little bit of backstory just for the Saw universe to be cultivated. Sure. So we have Jigsaw, we have Tobin mm-hmm. Bell, we have John Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his partner, Jill Kramer. Mm-hmm. So what essentially happens is Jill Kramer is a nurse that works for a more or less like halfway house methadone clinic mm-hmm. style thing. Yeah. Uh, and Jigsaw, being her husband, you know, picks her up from work every day mm-hmm. and starts to see all the atrocities in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's not the thing that pushes him over the edge. Because um, Jill a, is pregnant. Jill is very, very yes. pregnant. Um, so we find, I think we actually see her pregnant for the first time in four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think cause he had in, built her a little crib. Yeah. He had that built, was, what was built. the first thing that we see like <laughs> chronologically that he builds and it's so great. It's it, such a beautiful <laughs> representation of his decline. Well, cause, well, cause, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's just rocking in his decliner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's not an autumn man that's a hollow man <laughs> <laughs> so it in uh the and there's a weird time thing that i i, I want to get your opinion about okay. here in a minute um there is a character that we find to be um so let, uh, we we will predicate this with amanda who all of you know already uh, uh you know jigsaw's lieutenant if you will um was a recovering drug addict mm-hmm. based on uh, things that Eric, Detective Eric Matthews, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about in three, right, got her locked away for and actually got her her initial drug habit mm-hmm. because she didn't have one. She got framed for possession, right, and now you know got out of prison. She's hooked on heroin mm-hmm. because you'd be doing it from here on out. Yep, and. Now she's trying. Now she is with a- another character that I can't quite remember because I believe he's brought up in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's essentially like her scumbag boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because he's not the same person that's in her trap. Got it. Uh, in- interestingly enough, um, he's just. I was gonna say I haven't seen seven yet. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> well, so- <laughs> let me predicate that. <laughs> the-, the best part is. Uh, well, we'll talk. Uh, I'll. I'll just give the backstory and uh, okay. I was, I'm happy to speculate. Yeah, <laughs> if you want, but no, we're 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 building right now. Okay, we're cool. We're building. All right. Uh, this so, feels like the beginning of a good D and D campaign. Yeah, but this I, is <laughs> I'm pretty much the Saw Bible. Nice. <laughs> it's the Book of John. Right. That's it. I was gonna make a joke just like that. Yours was one notch better than mine, so I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I was gonna go with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, essentially what happens is uh, Amanda and her um, partner are going to break into the methadone clinic and steal drugs out of there. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, because I think this is based around the late 90s okay. uh, for the time period, uh, she they they still have like drugs that are addictive in there. We don't have stuff like Suboxone and shit like that mm-hmm. yet. So <laughs> they run in. And I, this is, dude, this is the most ghetto abortion I've seen in my entire life. I know. <laughs> they run back out and he kicks the door open because, you know, 
she had to let them in because they were holding her as a pregnant woman at knife point. He kicks the door open so hard while they're running out that it just crushes her stomach against the wall. And you just see like this. Right. It looked like the little pale girl <laughs> in fucking Terrifier yeah. 2 just like shooting her shit across the floor. <laughs> right. I'm picturing like a Staples button. That was easy. <laughs> Abortion jokes. Let's go. <laughs> Starting off strong for spooky season. This is baby. why my neighbors hated me because I would have these conversations with him in my car with the windows down <laughs> at 3 a.m. So they're hearing shit like this echoing through the trees in the neighborhood. <laughs> And the trees whispered, abortion. Do you want us to mow your lawn for you or? <laughs> <laughs> now with this pseudo miscarriage he abortion. Loses his shit. Yeah. So yeah. kill number one. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. We're not doing a fucking <laughs> <kill cover this. laughs> Placenta. Oh my God. I'll drink to that. Thank Christ. Now that there is like this discourse between Jill and mm-hmm. John, uh, John starts to go on a downward spiral. And what happens when you go on a di- downward spiral? You get cancer. Because <laughs> when it rains, it fucking pours. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's that rule of threes, right? Oh, dude. You I, know what I mean? When two bad things happen to me, I am so yeah. afraid. It's your baby. So it's afraid. going to be your wife here in a little while. <laughs> You're number three. Sorry. <laughs> duck. Duck. Right. Duck. <laughs> Jigsaw. Uh-huh. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you would like to be able to support us, some of the best ways to do that are by leaving us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever streaming service you are listening to right now. That helps our algorithm and boosts us in, as well as liking or pre-saving our episodes. If you would like to be able to support us directly, the best way to do that is by joining our Patreon. The lowest price at $3 a month, which gives you access to commercial free exclusive interviews bonus episodes and a plethora of other things we definitely have other uh, standard levels as well however that is in fact the cheapest and easiest way to help us so thank you guys so much for listening today either way thank you for the support if you'd like to know anything that's coming up event wise for us make sure to follow us on instagram at under the floorboards five again that's under the floorboards five check out our patreon at patreon.com backslash under the floorboards see you there enjoy the show um but yeah so john John gets fucking brain cancer right does it start as brain cancer is that what it is yeah okay well yeah he starts with a geoblastoma in his brain which for those of you who don't know medical jargon like myself what that means is you're going to die yeah very rarely can they shrink that It's very aggressive. And what happens is, and this is the weird part, and I'm going to leave out part of this stipulation because Saw X is supposed to take place between Saw 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, So we'll get to, we'll evaluate Saw X when we see it, which both of us have not yet. Right. So enjoy this journey with us Mm -hmm. in the meantime. I feel like we're going to be fucking crying on Saw X. Dude, I... You know what I mean? (laughs) Because I, I am imagining what could possibly go on between one and two, and I want to go there so bad. Oh, I, I want to go read there. The I want to go there so badly. It's so yeah. good. 
Um, so I'll, I'll pick up an important point here. Um, in Jigsaw, we do meet a character named uh, Matt Passmore. Okay. Or sorry, Logan Nelson, played by Matt Passmore. Heard. Um, and what this is, is uh, in Jigsaw, they show the very first trap that ever happens. Mm-hmm. And it is a... so, And, and I do want to actually like kind of bring up the fact that in this universe traps and games are not the same thing mm-hmm. game true yeah saw movies do not do a good job of laying this out sure but the yeah. community has accepted the fact that a game uh-huh. first of all has multiple mm-hmm. people involved and there are multiple stages to it whereas sure. a trap is you are just is in it a, trap. a fucking gun on the other side of a door that if you turn this <laughs> lock it shoots the guy you know that's a trap yeah right <laughs> that was that was my. <laughs> this isn't even fucking real. Bam! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you guys shouldn't do that. <laughs> she's like, she's like, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Amanda, dude. Dude, Amanda's the yeah. fucking goat. <laughs> what a good little like Rita Repulsa kind of <laughs> character, you know? <laughs> ah, fuck those Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet a character named Logan Nelson, who is part of the first trap. Yeah, uh, which uh, is only important to what we're talking about right now because what happened was there was uh, an X-ray mix-up. Okay, in uh, John Kramer's diagnosis, they could have caught it earlier and they could have treated it, but they didn't because of this poor MD's mistake. Got it. Now that being said, too bad there wasn't an embryo mess up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Those images. Hey, look, look, he's alive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So during this trap, John actually has a change of heart and realizes that this is an honest mistake. Yeah. This guy didn't do anything out of malice. He's Mm -hmm. not a bad person. And then he cultivates this dude into being his first apprentice. Mm -hmm. The weird part is the reason that he is an MD is because he's also a field medic. So he got shipped off to Fallujah, which is why we haven't seen him in eight subsequent fucking movies. He just receives it. John receives an American flag in the mail. Oh, fuck. (laughs) He didn't have any other family. He put me down as his contact. What's his name? Uh, That's uh, Cosmo Kramer, uh, proctology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, we we discover that John has a brain tumor, and he decides to kill himself, Mm -hmm. right? So do you want to talk a little bit about... Yeah, I I don't understand how he attempted. I haven't gotten that far in the series. Okay. So I I do want to mention this. I'm just going to go ahead and fucking say it. As somebody who has attempted suicide... I also got a newfound appreciation for life after I got through that really dark period in my life and everything. So, obviously, I'm not fucking condoning it. You're so important to us. If you're listening to this, don't do that shit. Get some help. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Get you some help. email us. Right. Email us. We'll talk to you. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the beautiful side of this is that um, 
anytime that you go through something traumatizing, it can be grief, it can be, you know, uh, losing your job, whatever, something that changes the course of your life forever. When you come out on the back end of that, typically you have this new appreciation for the time that you do have, okay? Mm -hmm. Which is what inspires Kramer to now say, I'm going to start finding the value in all this. I'm going to start mm-hmm. looking for the little rays of sunshine, the silver linings, as they talk about in therapy and things like that. He pulled a guardrail out of his intestines, by the way. The irony. <laughs> that's what happened. He drove yeah. off. Okay. And yeah. so he, he was literally, he as was, he put it, drove himself to suicide. Yeah. yeah. He, um, <laughs> that's exa- I remember the scene now. He's talking about, um, I think the line is something to the effect of the cells in my body aren't strong enough to kill cancer cells, but yet my mm-hmm. body is strong enough to survive this. And he's pulling a guardrail out of his, you know, and everything. <laughs> and he's like, I must have a purpose. Right. Yeah. And that kind of thing. So that's where we're at with that. And it's to put people in traps to rehabilitate them. Right. It's to force people through their own worst night of their life. <laughs> you know? No, this is what real bad looks like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your girlfriend broke up with you. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> this is what real bad looks like. So anyhow, but it's a kind of one of those sensitive things. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it, sure. but totally. it's like a hundred percent. So let's kick it off. Let's fucking kick it off. Um, we're going to like very lightly skim over. I was going to say one, Saul one. Yeah. Um, because really listen to our last episode about it's going to be much more detailed than this it's is gonna be much more detailed and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's definitely worth listening to. Maybe I'm biased. I don't no. really fucking care. Man, all um, of our episodes worth listening to. Yeah. <laughs> um so um honestly i i don't think there's much that pertains to one that's walking into this true yeah yeah characters and callbacks and things like that that are very obvious and we'll touch on them and things like that yeah Yeah. like we have uh uh, detective Mm carrie who's gonna be a big part of two and a very yeah. very short part uh-huh. of three <laughs> takes on a like wider role in three yeah <laughs> she gets her wings we'll put it that way and with broken wings <laughs> she carries uh-huh. oh uh the mcrib is back <laughs> Sync yeah. commercial, yeah, where, they, where they're on a deserted Jeez. island and they sing a song about chilies. <laughs> who who knew that it wasn't Lance Bass and it was actually Lance Bass? Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't know he was the low voice until like four Dude, years ago. I just didn't yeah. think that you could be gay and a bass. <laughs> Kissing on my bussy. <laughs> While he's pumping deep inside. If anybody um, wants to ever come to karaoke night, we're going to announce when we're going, and we're going to like take turns on that song. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you all know. <laughs> if anybody wants to come witness that live. Damn, that boy's good looking. And maybe buy a shirt. <laughs> buy a shirt. Um, so, Saw one, yes. Yeah, so Saw one, uh, you know, well, there's the fact that James Wan wrote it, which mm-hmm. is why it was so good, mm-hmm. and also co-written by Leigh Wanell, yep. who co-wrote two. Mm-hmm. Again, why two is so good. And Eric, you actually said earlier that like two is your favorite. Can you tell me a little bit about I that? I just love the concept of the game in two. I love that this is this feels like um this feels like a really like early to mid two thousands horror survival game. Mm-hmm. Like video game. It feels like Resident Evil. 
you are um, the concept being into that you are inflicted with this gas that's slowly building up poison damage. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> effectively, um, I believe the gas is a nerve gas that actually causes your cells Blight to deteriorate. So this is it's not like a fucking like uh, you'll just fucking stop breathing and you're out. This mm-hmm. is going to be a painful, slow burning coughing up blood bile kind of death mm-hmm. you know what i mean um that however was actually one of my favorite looks was yeah from, uh, uh john kramer when he's talking to detective matthews uh-huh. and he just goes he's gonna be ble- bleeding out of every orifice in his body uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and he just cracks the most right. menacing I smile i know He's so good. Is Tobin Bell, is that his name? Is that yeah, right? Tobin, Tobin Bell. Bell is so good. He's got that fucking like eyebrow down look, <laughs> looking kind of through your eyebrows. You know what I'm talking about? That's so sick. Um, very Clockwork Orange again. Mm. You can see like everything's fucking Kubrick. <laughs> Everything is. Um, but the uh, way out of this one, it's not trap based entirely. That The traps represent like sub missions within, in within the game, yeah. right? Um, and. Uh, within those traps are vaccines for mm-hmm. the or, or antidotes not a vaccine right. an antidote yeah. for the shit that you're going through right um so it's kind of like explore the house hope you make it and i love that because that's playing with your food oh, that yeah. that's good old-fashioned serial killer playing with your food again it's winnable hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> You put a trigger to their head and make them pull the trigger and still murder. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I also like, didn't know that dude was a Wahlberg. I saw him when he turned really? around and I saw it in his eyes. I was like, yo, it's about that time. For half a second when I saw this movie when I was a kid, I thought that was Mark Wahlberg. Really? Okay, nice. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, I just I think it's funny. I, I My favorite character in two is honestly Xavier, the big muscle douche. <laughs> Because he oh, just that he, was um rig. Was it rig? I thought his name was Xavier. The big Latino guy. Yeah, that was rig. Okay, got it. Um, he is so fucking like just that guy for the entire thing. Yeah, right? I went you to know, prison. Right, right. Isn't it? It's it's so <laughs> stupid, and I love him. That's all I have to say about two. I I we'll get more into like plot stuff that I love sure. about it as we progress through this, I guess. But it, that just from an impression standpoint, the thing that I like so much about it is it feels like a big fucking video game. It's great. Oh, totally. You know? My my favorite part about two is actually the ending because coming off of the shock of an anybody, but gotcha. his, shot, his shots in black and white. Okay. <laughs> Which is I love how because you're not a racist, you imagine him like middle brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, so he's probably the Latino guy. Because <laughs> he's Jack. He's neither black nor white, <laughs> based on this black and white image that I'm looking at. So he has to be somewhere in the middle. I don't care that his name is Xavier. I care that his actor's name is Frankie G, which is how I'm going to continue referring to him from now on. Hey, yo, Frankie. Hey, Frankie G. <laughs> Dude, we should call Frank uh, Frank Tormani Frankie D and see what he says. <laughs> see how he reacts to that. Yo, Frankie D. The best part too is he's you're like, missing Air, Sunday dinner. <laughs> you're missing Sunday dinner. Get off the fucking podcast. <laughs> Yo, Frankie. The best part is he's like, uh, Eric thinks I don't listen, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about Saw Two is go. the yep. ending because coming off <laughs> yeah. of the the twist uh-huh. of Saw One. This is. This is just right up it there. Was, it was it was on par. It's right up there. It was on par. The he minute, was safe and sound. It wasn't even that. <laughs> it, my favorite line in Saw 2 was 
it's not a live feed. And yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. shit! Oh, God! We're in the wrong fucking house. <laughs> Ain't shit in this shit, man. The, <laughs> the timer was for here! Oh, my God! Like, I was... Yeah, yeah. I stood up yeah. as a 13 year old child. I stood up out of my Papa San chair and started freaking the fuck out. Dude, I love that you had a Papa San chair when you were 13. Dude, I slept in that That's shit. That's so sick. <laughs> That's just like the pinnacle of human like furniture based technology, as far as I'm concerned. It does not get better than a Papa San chair. It's also just so me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I used to sit and want to pretend I was like fucking like Darth Sidious, like swinging around. You know? Welcome, <laughs> I am the trap. <laughs> you fired, motherfucker. Yeah. So, sp- anyways, in the trap house, we <laughs> the trap. <laughs> we- ah, give it up. Give anyways, it up. um, it, it, there, there was just so much shit that was going on in there, and like one of my favorite things that I want to talk about a little bit is, um. The language that they always choose to use in Saw, I always think is so fucking brilliant mm-hmm. and well-worded, especially in the first couple movies where it's like, in in this one specifically, uh, the code to the safe is in the back of your mind and you mm-hmm. can find the mm-hmm. pattern over the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. you, you see the first number and you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, the, the weird part to me is like, what is the level of self-preservation that Amanda has yeah. in this. You know what I mean? I do. Because she knows the whole time, does she have an extra vaccine in her pocket? I can't imagine because I think this is another trial for her to prove herself sure. to John. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think she even kind of talks about that, too, because she mm-hmm. started self-harming Yeah. afterwards and yeah. everything. And he was like, well, back in you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're in on the joke, but you still have to play, you know? <laughs> so so it's also, like, one of those things, like, what did she know, though? Like, what... Correct, yeah. What fails... If any fail-safes did she have? Because uh-huh. she... I don't believe that she didn't know how to how the puzzle worked. Right. I Like, maybe some of the traps, but she also knew you shouldn't go into them. And that's where I would draw the line, because I like to think that Jigsaw would be... I want you to be able to work at this from a backwards angle too. Mm-hmm. How I, I want you to know how to figure these out, right? Yeah. And before you start designing them, you know what I mean? Like I, I sort of imagine that it's that whole like where where Doctor Manhattan's dad is like, "All right, disassemble the watch. Okay, and I'll put it back together again." <laughs> you know? What I mean? <laughs> oh, time is relative. Shit. Fuck this. <laughs> well, and like you know, spoiler alert: she dies in three. But I would right. have loved to see her live long enough for us to find out if she got AIDS or not from that <laughs> from that pit. Ain't no way he put. 4,000 clean needles in there. You know what I mean? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. There's no possibility he put two clean needles right. in there. What he did was drive to the back of fucking, like, no Vaughn. Uh-huh. There's some dude that's on hour 20 of his shift that's dragging this back. He's like, I'll take it. He's like, thank you. <laughs> he probably dressed up and wore a mask and everything with the scrubs on. I'll take it from here. He's wearing a pig mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blink. The other thing that we have neglected to point out at this point, and we're not going to go over like plot super detail or whatever, but he has his son in the ha- in the trap house, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. this is what um, not Mark Wahlberg is Matthews is uh, er- yeah, Detective is, Eric Matthews, yeah. and I just want to call him Matthews 
They love killing Eric. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, and I just don't like it. I was I was listening to our uh, Knock at the Cabin episode, and I, it, I sound so weird saying my own name, dude. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not a guy that hates hearing himself talk, as y'all can probably tell. But I hate the way that I but say it was like my the name. Fucking 2013 was, Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah. Have to talk about how much Eric sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And he was listening to that one like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm opinionated. <laughs> uh, you guys probably don't know this, but that's a spot on impression. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> I'm opinionated. Uh, why did she age like 60 years? Uh, go listen to the Conjuring episode and tell her and tell me her voice didn't like vibrate when she spoke. <laughs> it, was like, it was like pixelated. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, so um, was his name Daniel? Is that right? Daniel is uh, Matthew's yes. son's name. Daniel is... Damn, Daniel! Um, what's funny about this is the other caveat for the Over the Rainbow and in the back of your mind thing is that uh, all of you have something in common. It's time for you to start talking about what you have in common and you might give you an edge, you know, kind of shit, right? And he's like, anyone been to prison? <laughs> And what's funny about that to me is Daniel just got arrested like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or at least like the police have like taken him like, hey, stop that. You yeah, know? he was a victim of professional courtesy. Right. Must be nice. Uh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. And it's it's funny because Daniel really doesn't know the entire time mm-hmm. until like later on in the movie and that was one of my favorite scenes is like when he pulls the picture out it's a picture of him and his dad right. and like everyone in the room and it was just by this point we have dumped uh javier somewhere else mm-hmm. and it was down to javier <laughs> it took me a second sorry <laughs> yeah and it was it was down to um the one girl and Amanda. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, the girl from Seventh Heaven who's fucking dying in Amanda's <laughs> arms. <laughs> about to make it to eighth heaven. <laughs> and she, she just goes that was what's funny about that i'm sorry i keep cutting you off what's funny about that is do you remember that episode of seventh heaven where he brings in a blunt and like they find it in the drawer i smoked apologize and and the little brother's like you smoke weed man i can't believe you (laughs) like storms out of the room apologize to your little brother and everything so i'm imagining her dying like what they thought people who smoked weed died like you know Covered in heroin and neurotoxins. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Bleeding out of every orifice in their body. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Daniel pulls the picture out of, like, one of the areas uh-huh. of, uh, like, clues and shit. <laughs> it was under an X marks the spot. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Naturally. Yeah. Be- because, like, that's another thing that I just love about the whole series is it's subtle as a brick, mm-hmm. but there are actual subtleties. But you still didn't it. get there until yeah, after they told you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> he pulls it out. It's a picture of him and his dad. And, of course, Eric, Ma- Detective Matthews, mm-hmm. um, the reason he's a part of all this, obviously, because of uh, his uh, locking up of Amanda and framing her and getting her hooked on fucking heroin and shit. Turns out he's a huge piece of shit. Yeah, as it turns <laughs> so- out. He just loves his excessive force. <laughs> Shooting unarmed people and framing people left and right for things that they didn't do to get the arrest, to get oh, them, the you know. delivery in that scene Oh, my God. So yeah. It was so fucking good. Saying something like that to a cop, let alone a detective, mm-hmm. like that has got to be like the most uh, just. Your, it was so Joker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh-huh. so yeah. fucking Joker without uh-huh. the, that type of crazy. Right, right, right. You know, but more or less kind of the same. It is the same. Yeah. <laughs> Heath Ledger would have dropped that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Commissioner. <laughs> so, yes, what is tying all of these people together is they have all been victims of Detective Matthews. Not that they were criminals. That was the surface level tie-in. But the they, real tie-in is that he made them right. all criminals. <laughs> but the irony is to great. it is it turned them all into criminals, which is why they're all in this saw uh-huh. trap. <laughs> uh-huh. You make your own luck. It- <laughs> <laughs> was the most like vicious cycle yeah. movie i ever seen because that's where i went i was like now we're at harvey dent <laughs> <laughs> um but but that shit was so much fun um do you have a favorite trap uh in this one it's the venus fly trap at the very beginning oh the, yeah. uh, the, the iron man uh-huh. right 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 <laughs> think of it like a venus fly trap because that's the one where i genuinely don't know if i could do it oh, I, yeah. I i know we've talked about when we did um would you rather like, mm-hmm. just fucking cut your eye out. Just stab yourself in the eye, whatever yeah, it I'd is. I'd rather get pegged by Alex Daddario. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I went somewhere for a second. Um, <laughs> true to rather. True, yes, I would. <laughs> I would absolutely rather. I'm picturing, like, in this in the context of being in a trap like that, in a dark room that probably smells of mold and shit mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, would you be able to do that in 30 seconds? Clock ticking. I don't know that I would, and that's what I like so much about it. Sure. I feel like, I feel like the, seren- the needle pit, I could, like, force myself in there and give it a stab, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but give it's, it a uh, shot. yeah, 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 what a prick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... The eye thing was crazy. And the kill is also just so, it's over. It's yeah. just so satisfying. Yeah. You, know, you just hear that fucking, like, you know, like Game Blood of Thrones. just falls out right. of his mouth. Like Game of Thrones and the crown of gold. Or cr- <laughs> the crown for dink. It just makes that metal on floor sound that's so satisfying. Because <laughs> it's almost slaps it is. at the it end. It is. Because it's just, it, you're done. It's over. I will say, I don't know that I could do it. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, my one thing about a lot of the traps as opposed to the games mm-hmm. is if I'm a person that's in that situation, it would be one thing if the timer just started, which some of them, some of them do. Some, of, some the tra- of them start first. Some of them do just yeah. start first. Mm-hmm. However, a lot of these are mechanical traps where when you rip away, there's a pin that pulls out that starts the timer. Mm-hmm. No one takes the time to assess what is fucking happening around them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that there is an easy way out of that, but I would rather go in full cock like the fucking the Iron Maiden trap. He had to rip that shit out mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for that shit to start. Mm-hmm. And I get that he would have to do that to reach the box with the knife in it to get to the mirror and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that there wasn't going to be some sort of pressure. on. There's it. a read the terrain moment that you're allowed yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's the same way where, like, Xavier just, like, bodies down that door. Yeah. And, and she's like, oh, fuck. man, is like, don't go in there. I would I would absolutely stick my head in that room first before you kick it open and just check and see what's in there. I would absolutely stop kicking it. Stop kicking. It's open. All right. Let's go, guys. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right. right. Um, my backup would be the, the needle pit. Totally. And that one, yeah, yeah. Totally. I like the arm one for its simplicity because that's just like you know one it's of those a Chinese finger. A hundred percent, yeah. And that's that's exactly what it is. And I like the simplicity of it because it looks so easy. Yeah. And, and <laughs> dumbass, whatever her name is, like, oh, I'll just put my hands in there, get it. 
You know, <laughs> like what about your current scenario thinks that it would be that easy? Yeah. The the funniest part to me about that trap specifically yeah. was if she had just put one hand in, uh-huh. she would have been able to get it out. Yeah. Because she would have used her other hand to be able to spread Open out it. the flower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Two holes. Huh. <laughs> I also have two holes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put them in, shall we? <laughs> um, I like how Xavier just like bye. He like he like <laughs> he almost like brushes her hair too <laughs> on the way out. Like <laughs> yeah, because he takes it upon himself to start getting numbers, right? Because right. he realizes they're on the back of. I think it's when he like Negan bats. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, starts with a J. Um, oh, um, I know, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Jonas. Jonas. Yeah. He he. Negan bats Jonas in the back of the head, and that kill was crazy because he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he like has a moment. <laughs> I love that Jonas just goes, <coughs> <coughs> and that was enough time, right, for him to get up and just fucking bah, right, right, <laughs> and that's how he discovers that the numbers are at the uh, top of their spine, right? Yeah. Did they go over how he got Obi's number? Uh, it was on the back of his neck when he went back to check. He, oh, he did go back because right, his half, head, half his head, his and his arm were out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just melted mm. his guts. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm dying because he looks for that vaccine again. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it was. That's that why antidote, they separated when we yeah. were finding out that the da- or that Eric Matthews was what was tying mm-hmm. everything together. Yeah, um, and. I think that this this movie specifically, actually, I want to go over my favorite trap real mm-hmm. quick because yeah. it's literally the first one that we run into, mm-hmm. not in the movie but mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, because I love slapstick traps and I love like pin drop kills. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember watching this movie the first time and just seeing the camera pan to the other <laughs> side of the door, and you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I saw the revolver. I was like, nice. Uh, right. And the way they did that scene was awesome because they shot it all over the girl from Seven uh, <laughs> And she's just, ah! I'm going to call that one the revolving door. <laughs> Nailed it. Kidding. They shot him in the face. Well, that was what was so funny about that was he's like unlocking this door and a man is like, do not open that fucking door. I think the tape recorder said, do not open that yeah. fucking door. Well, no, it was you the, know. the note. The note, the note says, right. do not open this door with this key. So, and everyone's like, fuck that. I'm like, and my, why would he lie about that? But what's funny about my dude is like, well, let me put my, uh, I can't see anything through this people. It might be blocked by something. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why would you ever do that? <laughs> My favorite part was the was while they're going up to the door is the person who is turning the person who is turning the key is not the person yeah, who is actually the like of yeah, the, it's not yeah. the victim <laughs> right. of this because he's just like oh, we stick my eye through the people. Right. Meanwhile, Xavier is just like fucking like opening the, or unlocking the door, mm-hmm. so he has zero consequence. This, this is situation. what I wish Survivor was. Yeah. (laughs) So to sum it up, essentially, like, Detective Matthews goes rogue and brings Jigsaw back to the trap house, which is also built on top of the original Saw location. Mark that. Mark that. Uh, And he didn't realize... When the reveal of it's not a live feed happens, he was no longer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, he was too busy beating up an old dude with cancer and mm-hmm. then <laughs> bringing him to, to to where he thought his son was. And his son was Because he goes dirty cop on fucking... Oh, yeah. On uh, John. Yeah. There's just something about putting a gun in someone's mouth. I know. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> really really Sends a message, yeah. <laughs> because, like, it went from being like, I could kill you to like, this is like weirdly sexual. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and of course, he, like others, have failed this trap. Mm-hmm. It has come to the forefront that um, Amanda is the lieutenant in the situation mm-hmm. and that she was not a part of. Well, she was and was not a part of this trap. Yes. Um, and that wasn't the twist to me. Mm-hmm. It really was just like finding out that the feed wasn't live. Yeah, I. Uh, the thing that was funnier to me was that Daniel was in the safe that was literally three feet beside, <laughs> you know, Kramer from the very start of the whole movie, the whole operation and everything. And he even makes that joke, like I said earlier, that he's safe and sound. Yeah. You know, and, or, and or that's you'll have him I back safe and sound. Because he tries to get him to play the game. He tries to get him to sit there and talk. He's like, all you have Remember to do is sit and rules, listen. Eric. All you have to do is sit and listen. Why don't you tell me where he is? I am. Mm-hmm. You're not listening. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for like his eyes to look at the fucking mm-hmm. safe. Right. But that's effectively saw too. Um, uh, Eric is left in uh, the room of presumed to be left for dead and everything yes. and we have a, the final sequence of the camera panning in on john and you see a smile crack over his bloodied broken face mm-hmm. right as amanda and he drive off into mm-hmm. the moonlight mm-hmm. <laughs> the killers are playing i will say i loved uh i wish they had just cut it the same way that they did one yeah where amanda delivers that game over mm-hmm. and that was like that was it yeah yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. um because even though, like, John has so many intricacies to, like, how he plays into this entire story and mm-hmm. how he's calculated this entire puzzle, I would have thought it would it would be so cool to see, like, a different, quote-unquote, jigsaw that he's training each time they get to do a game over. Because there's essentially one that happens in four as well with um, another, or um, the other detective. I can't remember his name mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um, but, anyways... Um, Moving into three, Mm -hmm. you know, this, I've already talked about my first experience with Mm -hmm. this movie, you know, I, I fucking love Saw Mm 3. This is my favorite in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And I think with, uh, I've seen a lot of people's rating systems come out for it recently, and I know we don't do ratings anymore, but I think it is criminally underrated from what I've seen. Um, I have liked it more and more that I've seen it because it didn't hit me the same way that two did initially. Sure. Um, and I think I'll expand on that and the ending. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As we, as we approach the end of all things here, as, as it were for this episode in particular. And, and this was a movie to me where, first of all, I want to start off with my favorite kill in mm-hmm. the entire series. Um, and that's, uh, so now we're following detective Carrie mm-hmm. and she's in her apartment and she's just like, you know watching reruns of uh vhs uh footage of all the jigsaw killings mm-hmm. and trying to figure shit out because because matthews at this point is just missing yeah matthews yeah. is declared missing uh-huh. and then it changes 
to the same filter that you see for like all of the jigsaw mm-hmm. videos and everything that we've seen so far. And it's coming from the closet. Mm-hmm. And it's her. And she like doesn't realize that it's her at first. And she tries like pausing it and muting it. Maybe. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> she tries to power off a couple right. times. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck. And she like starts creeping towards the door. And of course, like, and, and the way this was mm-hmm. shot was fucking brilliant because it was her walking towards the uh, closet mm-hmm. and the television. And then she is now parallel with the television. Right. And then we see one of the disciples mm-hmm. come by. And pick her up. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're going to take you. <laughs> yeah, which by this point, chronologically, there are multiple disciples. Yes. And we uh-huh. don't. I, we have not ID'd them all at this point. Yeah. This one, I think it is fair to say, is Amanda. Probably so. Um, because she is the only one that's in on this style yeah. of trap. Well, this was her show-off point, too. Yeah. This was where she's sort of, like, driving the boat, so to speak. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because poor John... Is so cancer. Is so cancer right now. <laughs> that is so cancer. I'm dying. <laughs> Cancer season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, your sign? I'm a cancer. I can see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your cusp? Radiation. <laughs> so, Detective Carrie, yeah, <laughs> who has served us, or I mean, she's a cherub now, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, Detective Carrie has served us well for two and. A quarter, uh, a quarter, yeah, give yeah. or take. And she is in the fucking craziest trap mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah, this this was a rig, bro. Uh, <laughs> this was because <laughs> you could. The they had to get permits you, for that thing. You saw <laughs> <laughs> the inspector comes yeah, out, dude. <laughs> He's like measuring the shit while the timer's going. <laughs> Listen, we're about two and a half feet off of what this actually putting, needs to be for regulation. They're putting pH paper in the acid. <laughs> Her hand's like in it. Right. Because <laughs> she, she thugs this thing out, too. I'm going to oh, be real. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I was telling Eric, the the and actually I want to finish describing the trap. Go for it. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Just because like the it, just because it it was called the angel trap, pretty much because it sends you to heaven. <laughs> right. But it was also like the way it was designed. Like you saw the wings, uh-huh. and it felt like archangel wings when the trap mm-hmm. went off, yeah. which is what was really cool about it. Because essentially, it was two bars that were up over her head that went out probably probably about. Close to six feet, maybe five, five and a half, um, with another bar that came down and it was connected to this awful contraption yeah. that is just inside mm-hmm. and hooked into each one of your fucking ribs. Right. And you had, she had to stick her hand into hydrochloric acid and then pull the key out and unlock her shit and that would get her free from the trap. Mm-hmm. Except for a handful of things. Sure. And the the first thing is actually something I was talking to Eric about. The first time I watched this movie, I had realized that it was an unbeatable trap mm-hmm. based on the trap. Because if you stuck a key in acid, and acid doesn't work the way that they showed it in the movie, mm-hmm. but the amount of like 
eviscerating bubbles that mm-hmm. were coming off of that. That it was, was being dissolved. It was yeah. being dis- it was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, what that was gonna do in that lock was yeah. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So in my head, I was like, "Oh my god, she can't win. She can't yeah. actually win this trap." Mm-hmm. As it turns out, there's like other reasons for that, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> she does wind up undoing the lock, and sure. she like tries to pull the shit out of her rib cage. She's like, "What?" Uh, 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 mm-hmm. And then just, mm-hmm. and that shot. Of yeah. just, and the funny part too was like they tried to. I can't tell if they were trying to hide that it was Amanda or not. Because that little silhouette shot that you get of the bottom of somebody walking up, I was like, there is no one else in this series that's wearing a midriff. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> She's got bandages around her wrist. I'm really not. You know what I mean? <laughs> really not trying to be sexist here, but yeah. like, I don't imagine any other character mm-hmm. that we've met so far mm-hmm. wearing a blouse. Right. <laughs> like, Right. It's also just who else would it be? You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, we yeah. know Amanda is in on this shit. Mm-hmm. Why? Who else would? Yeah, who cares? And you the know other what disciples yeah. we haven't really learned about. Yet, yeah. Even though they're always there. Uh-huh. Like they are printers. Because technically there are four people right mm-hmm. now that are all working for mm-hmm. Jigsaw. Um, some of you might remember from uh, one, uh, a certain doctor. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine who else would be able to surgically put a key behind somebody's eye. Mm-hmm. But John's an engineer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are not the same thing. Right. That's true. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so we get into like what is more so the game. That was like the appetizer, mm-hmm. which was like a really strong. There's always one. Fu- yeah. 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 It was the Iron Maiden yeah, of, yeah. The, of this movie. And it was a really fucking strong way to start mm-hmm. Saw 3. And I just remember my mom just being like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, like speechless scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like why did they put it in acid i'm like mom she wasn't gonna win either way right yeah and then we find a string of uh and they make it pretty apparent pretty quickly that a lot of people actually can't win these traps because mm-hmm. i think the second trap we actually run into was i cannot remember the actor's name but it was the latino guy who had the chains troy was the character's troy? name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and he just like this one was crazy for me too because he he thugged it out he went for it <laughs> dog you put a fucking bar through my jaw i'm dead like <laughs> right. it's fine right and honestly man like if it's a nail bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna like <laughs> It'll be quick. Send it. <laughs> I, would, I would have fucking sat crisscross on the floor and just fucking waited. <laughs> you remember Inglorious Bastards? Well, old boy, if this is going to be the end, I hope you don't mind me speaking in the king's language. <laughs> I would do some goofy shit like that. I would make him, I would make anybody watching me live go, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, dude. That's why, that's why I tell people all the time. It's like, just start viciously masturbating. Yeah. I like- <laughs> yeah. I'll come wherever I want, Franco. <laughs> he who nuts last, nuts last. <laughs> Sweet release. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Um, and, and, Come together right now. 
And, and that was actually uh, the second part. So I, I will say, and I'm not even like trying to stroke myself about this. I started to get onto um, Hoffman mm. pretty quickly because mm-hmm. there was, and, and again, it, it, I was a big fan of the franchise at the time. So mm-hmm. like by three, learning, 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 also, rewatching, rewatching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by, well, by three, I am like, hyper analyzing the dialogue mm-hmm. at this point and what stuck out to me the first time that i watched this movie was the interaction that they have with um the black swat guy mm-hmm. from one mm-hmm. and uh w- when they're taking carrie down and hoffman goes all she had to do was like do this and it would have been over mm-hmm. and the guy just do- goes what do you mean right. all yeah. she had to do yeah. and i was like New challenger approaches. All right, boys, we got him. (laughs) (laughs) And there were just little moments like that, like even in this uh, next scene Mm -hmm. where they were just kind of like feeding you like. I I love when detectives don't do detective shit, you know, (laughs) like, well, that that dude, that dude dumped the bag of breadcrumbs on his desk. (laughs) You know And actually, something that's really interesting that I didn't realize until reading this on IMDb mm-hmm. was I always saw Hoffman as a detective. Yeah. He was forensics mm-hmm. in three. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize. Gotcha. He, yeah. yeah. So that that actually puts him in a really well, they dress the same. Spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, except one of them has <laughs> to handle more of the evidence. A hundred percent. One wears gloves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I had to do was put a glove on. <laughs> I mean, all you had to do. Old girl at work getting on to me for grabbing a fry box without having a glove on. I was like, like chefs don't touch your food in the back of every kitchen ever. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> My hands are sanitary. <laughs> Unlike your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we get into the actual game now, right? Because we meet Lynn. Okay, Lynn is a nurse, doctor. I'm not 100% sure. I think she's in surgery, like specifically trauma. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I think she actually does neuro. Okay. Um, And she uh, saves a kid who's like fucking dying. And she's like, wow, you're amazing. That's why we called you. You know what I mean? It's like, she's it, like it, I don't it, feel anything anymore. Right. right. <laughs> it's intending to set that state that that fucking precedent that like she is the best in her class. She can save anybody, even a dying child. Right. You know, <laughs> and um. Uh, Len gets taken. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to break that part down? In there's the a middle of the night. There's a pig mask room. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's Amanda. This yeah. one's 100 percent Amanda. It's a man. Duh. <laughs> and uh, she takes uh, Lynn to see John, who is literally on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. He's like hours away from dying at this point. <laughs> um. And it's he has a uh, frontal lobe tumor. John calls her out on her bullshit. What does that mean? Call, uh, well, actually, <laughs> there's a lot of calling out on the bullshit. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember specifically well, what the line we put is it here. As um, it's explained to Lynn that he knows that she's cheating on his her husband. His husband. And, it's a man. Duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, but this was one of those backhanded speeches where he was actually 
talking to Amanda because Amanda thought that after one and two and what I'm assuming is saw X, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been through her trials at this point mm-hmm. and she is has earned it. At she this has point. earned it. Yeah. And actually, there's a really cool conversation <laughs> that happens in the next movie between her and Hoffman mm. where she's just like, your test is coming. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. think that you've gotten away from it. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and that shit, when I saw that the first time, I was like, Ooh. oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, oh, my. What he's explaining to her is, Am- what he's really telling her is, Amanda, her life is in your or mm-hmm. your life is it's in, in her, her hands. hands. Yeah, right, right. And she's just really not getting mm-hmm. that because she doesn't understand what we actually, as the audience, don't even mm-hmm. understand yet. That she and uh, is it Jeff mm-hmm. are married. Mm-hmm. She is cheating on Jeff, and they have a child together mm-hmm. that was killed in a car accident. Right. Uh, by a dude who was absolutely nothing but repentant from what I could see. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even those shots, like, later, like, the quick, like, black and whites were, like, so heartbreaking mm-hmm. from the dude. Because it's just him getting out of his car and screaming. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And could... that that's legitimately my worst fear. Oh, like, totally. I, I think at the end of the day, accidentally killing somebody who's just totally innocent with a car or something stupid like that. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? It's like, holy fuck, dude. So, yeah, there was this level of devastation on this dude. Yeah. Which sucked because he probably had the worst trap. Yeah. Yeah. This is the rack, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, this yeah. this one is so brutal because this is not I'm going to rip all your ribs out at once. This is you're going to mm-hmm. feel every bone in your body break. One at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And when this one's done, we'll right. move on to the next right. one. Um, but essentially, this game is built around Jeff, which sucks because uh-huh. Jeff is a horrible character. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Lynn is kind of a player, too, here. Oh, uh, Le- she's a player. Right. But I mean, like, like too numerically. Sure. Like, she is not the main character of this right. story, but she is going to play an integral part because her job, while Jeff is negotiating these traps and, and things like that, is to keep Kramer alive. Mm-hmm. If he dies, she dies. She has a shotgun collar wrapped around the her neck. The crudest trap I've ever <laughs> seen. And it was awesome. It was so good. It was awesome. Because there is nothing more real than fucking six fucking armed <laughs> shotgun shells pointed at your fucking throat from every angle. Um, if, let's finish up with the trap, and then I want to talk about the brain surgery scene because that was my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so the traps were... Um, we had the rack. We had, oh God, um, this one actually kind of like, the, I I think it was just the actress that really drove this home for me, but the ice pop scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> I'm so cold. I know. <laughs> I was like, I know. Oh my, but they did that girl fucking dirty, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that was, that da- was kind of Danica like, Scott. Say what? Danica Scott is Danica her name. Danica Scott. Yep. Well, and that was like one of the craziest parts about this movie specifically is everybody that was in a trap were not necessarily people that were like bad people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Danica was a witness to the car accident. That's all that she did wrong. Yeah, she didn't speak (laughs) up. Right. There's even a level with the sun where it's like he rode out in the middle of the street. This guy wasn't drinking and driving. He wasn't texting and driving. Mm -hmm. He wasn't doing something else this Mm -hmm. kid rolled out in front it's a fucking tragedy yeah and yet 
you can't stop a vehicle on a dime like that. You know what I mean? So even Except if you are all new 2023 <laughs> Volvo, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually saw a video of a kid running out in the street and it was um, it happened to be a Tesla that the dude was driving mm-hmm. and it does emergency stop for you. If, if something sure. immediately jumps out in front of you like that, that car still hit that girl and she still flew three feet across the ground, Jesus three or four Christ. feet, yeah. even the ones that are equipped to do that still fucking probably break bones oh, you know what yeah, i mean because that's absolutely. even driving 45 is enough to kill a human being you know what i mean so it's like is enough to kill you. sure yeah i'm talking about just like pedestrians and yeah. streets and that kind of thing like that bill bird joke the worst fucking tragedy <laughs> <laughs> totally normal trip to work the biggest accident that's ever <laughs> it was the biggest accident <laughs> what murder <laughs> but and- yeah but and even the the judge, you know, when you break down this whole scenario, it was this guy was actually trying to give this other guy a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say six months is not enough for killing a kid. To me, I have a very unpopular opinion on this. Yeah, shoot, I have a very unpopular. I think I I think if it's an accident, it's an accident. I'm sorry. Sure. I feel like that's an accident. I don't feel like... I think he, he should be their slave. I, <laughs> don't do that to the black character. <laughs> Make a white character. I don't, I, 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 I don't care. I, I th- no, no, dude, I got to tell you, if you kill my kid, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if it's an accident. You owe me everything. Sure. I still think it's an accident, and I don't think... It can ju- be an accident. I don't think... You can keep your life. I do not think that jail time is an answer for that. I do not think that that's an appropriate response to something like that. Certainly. I mean, we just talked about how in two, like, prison is obviously not the answer. I think that's a catch-all for fixing problems that they don't actually want to address in the legal system. A sure. prison. I just feel like that's that's what it represents these sure. days. So that was one of those things where it's like, I fucking hate that for that dude. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And that was the heart. And not only that, he's now being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> And that's kind of where I'm like, eh, I, I just like, like <laughs> you don't have to throw a motherfucker in the rack. Yeah. But you do mm-hmm. owe me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is this. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but one of my one of uh, a movie that I don't remember the name of the concept being was something similar like that happened. The dude kills a girl and the parents say, instead of sending him to jail, instead of doing all this stuff, what I want him to do is write us a check one dollar every single day of his life. Send a one dollar check to our mailing address every single day for the rest of his life. So he has to acknowledge this every single day. He does not get to stop thinking about what it. A- Flex. and and that it's apparently based on a true story and the dude completely loses his mind and ends up off in himself if i'm not mistaken nice. because and and that's just like <laughs> you know what i mean it's just one of those things so i'm just saying there are alternatives yeah you know? <laughs> obviously this wasn't a better one <laughs> it happened a lot quicker let's put it that way about 365 dollars and i'd kill myself right that's that slow burn. I'm talking about the rack was a quicker alternative to, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, to yeah, jail yeah. and everything. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> if that's what your goal is, you know. As, you know. Again, I'm not trying to you know twist anybody's arm over it. I'm just trying to get what I need out of it. This is a uh, moment where Jeff actually attempts to break this dude out. Mm-hmm. I think that there was sympathy in that. Because yeah. I think if Jeff acknowledged that this guy was going to die if he didn't do anything and wanted him dead, he wouldn't have done anything. I do think in all three of them he tries. Yeah. I think in the 
uh, slut sickle, if you will, there was the moment where he really was trying to get to that key on the other side. Uh-huh. It was just too late. It was the same thing with the rack. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things where with the judge, I just guess got lucky because also his timing was different. Yeah. His timing mm-hmm. was significantly different because with the rack, you're still probably going to bleed mm-hmm. out. If yeah. one of those things, a hundred percent. Right. Because does it all just release and you get to, like, get out and go home? You know what I mean? There's yeah. no way, right? What, are you going to drag uh, him? They inspected those locks earlier. We are <laughs> we know nobody's getting out of this shit. So. And this is actually my favorite kill, because in case you guys haven't seen it, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this, because this You're, you're not an is, hour and 15 into this conversation yeah, without yeah. being interested. Yeah. This is actually my favorite kill in the movie, mm-hmm. though, is... Uh, when uh, Jeff goes to get the key out of the shotgun glass case uh, and he pulls it out, and the shotgun blast goes off and kills the judge. Right. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking blew his face yeah. sideways. He's like, oh, fuck. Right. He's got like an arm and then it's going to be his neck next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. But the, my, my question to you is, do you think that he actually intentionally didn't unlock that because he seemed remorseful, but I just don't believe that you your key just didn't fucking work to this one. I, I feel like he... Because the other traps were escapable, which... Yeah. The, the other yeah, traps they were, were. Yeah. So that means that this was actually done, in my head, mm-hmm. by Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Looking, looking into b- the bridge between three and four. Maybe it's like I a think... preseason debut kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I think that gen- genuinely, I'm sorry, I think that generally speaking, Jeff is in a place of whatever it takes to not let more people die, to keep other people from dying. The sure. reason I say that is because he deliberately incinerates his, his son's possessions, sure. something that he has a ton of sentimental value attached to. He even has that moment in the beginning with his daughter where he's like, don't take stuff out of his room with yeah. where you know yeah. what i mean and so for him to go from there to there for somebody who essentially just gave the guy that killed his kid one year in prison or whatever it was right. he yeah i absolutely believe he intentionally wanted that guy to survive yeah i do feel that way um and it's it it also jeff shows me who jeff is with the scene with him that follows in my opinion right Oh, um, totally. Because he goes after the people who caused all of this. Right. You know what I mean? And learned yeah. nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Jeff. <laughs> but, anyways, you wanted to talk about the brain surgery scene. Yeah, the brain surgery sequence is my favorite because this is what is great about gore and horror films, okay? It's not about how much blood we can spill, how grotesquely we can destroy a human body or whatever. It's about making genuinely, like, disturbing sequences involving, like, the human body and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and watching somebody... Uh, saw out pieces of uh, or a piece of a man's skull to release the pressure mm-hmm. from his brain tumor in his brain and then just bandage it up that is some body horror shit oh, that yeah. that's some hardcore that's down and dirty a hundred percent and i loved how it was delivered because it was it was he was awake bro <laughs> Like you know what I mean <laughs> just not feeling it happen oh <laughs> yeah and and it's such a it's such an instance of like um, the desperation that people who are at that stage in their cancer journey, if you want to call it battle, I guess yeah. is the correct way to say it, um, 
are willing to do absolutely anything for an ounce of relief. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was what, what made Kramer so human to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even has that line in two where he's like, beat the shit out of me. I'm a cancer patient. How much, How could you possibly put me in more pain than I'm already in? You right. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's just that he needed that relief. for he, He's not completely given up on his life or anything. I mean, he knows he's going to die, but he's not ready to stop. Li- he wants to make it to tomorrow and everything mm-hmm. and anything that helps. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason she's here, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it triggers something in Amanda. Right. <laughs> which is really what accelerates this plot line. It really does. And like to to talk about like her reaction to this scene was so like cuz the the emotions that you get from Amanda in this movie initially because now we know she's the lieutenant post 2, mm-hmm. you know. And not that couldn't figure that out watching too but like watching genuine fear Mm -hmm. in her eyes of losing the only because as it turns out john is the only thing that's grounding her Mm -hmm. and that's he's a father figure to her he's a father figure to her and that's also why she'll never be him because she puts him on such an altar Mm -hmm. that nobody could ever deserve what he has given her sure. and what he she has learned from him mm-hmm. and what he has gained from his own experiences. Mm-hmm. So she becomes this, I mean, this is even a pun. She is just an angel of death mm-hmm. at this point. For the where, sake of pleasing him. Because ex- that she, she doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't understand the greater goal that John yeah, has. They she's, rarely do. She's simply, <laughs> you know, all pawns and no hope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, the thing that I think is most interesting about this is that she becomes jealous of the connection that Lynn and John have. Um, and it comes from a place of codependency that mm-hmm. very obviously comes from a place of having a previous relationship with drugs mm-hmm. and self-harm, a hatred for herself and for somebody to believe in you and want something more for you in your life. And that kind of thing is powerful when you're healing and recovering, mm-hmm. but it's detrimental when it comes your, it becomes your reason for existing. Yeah. You can't wake up every morning just because you need to please somebody. You know what I mean? That can't be, yeah. that can't be your reason for existing, you know? And I'll talk about this in the next episode because I don't want to get into it too much, sure. but there is a character, that with Saw 10 coming out, I was really hoping the time period was going to be different because there is a character that I really want to see flourish Mm -hmm. in this series, and I think it's going to be stifled by the fact that we're going back in time. Um, And he plays a pretty big role over this, and we can talk about it a lot more in 4, but it's, it's crazy to me how and and honestly part of it is like you know when you watch this the first time you don't know for a fact that Mm -hmm. there's other disciples of jigsaw Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what i really enjoyed about three the most and uh jumping into uh that final scene with him Mm -hmm. and jeff is there's that moment where uh you know john sees jeff pick up the saw like yeah. the saw blade like mm-hmm. he's not an idiot yeah, like, yeah he knows that he's about to die yeah which is why you know he eats a fucking you'll we'll see it in four but mm-hmm. he eats the tape that he was covering in wax mm-hmm. earlier um but the tape that he plays for him that would and like actually this is the best time to bring this up because Go i think yeah. because i think this is the pinnacle of why i love jigsaw as a quote-unquote villain mm-hmm. is Jigsaw is a character 
that yes, he wants you to survive. Yes, he wants you to fucking get a new lease on life and become greater than you've ever been before. He is also someone who knows what your choice is going to be. Mm-hmm. He know, like I think he know I think he knows from the get go what you're actually going to do and what he's anticipating. I think that, like you were saying from his comments in two, he was ready to die on that bed. Hundred percent. So, with that being said, why would he give a fuck <laughs> about in, instead of like? Instead of like designing something else, he literally made himself the final test. The the thing that I found so interesting, and it's because I've been reading a lot on this, and with my faith in Christianity and everything, how much power do you do you assign God? Right. If he is omniscient and, and all knowing, then everything that's playing out is playing out per His will. He knows exactly what's going to happen. And everything meaning you are he he knows from your birth if you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. I'm going to make that parallel and compare it to this because I think it's similar. Totally. I, I think it's a God complex thing. Totally, I think He knows and He wants to influence because He's still at the end of the day. This is a moral thing for mm-hmm. Him. This is coming from a place of right and wrong. Right? Totally, and that's what makes His character on a just a different level for me is is it's it's playing with the human condition it's totally. it's are you are you able to prove me wrong yeah you know um the the thing that we haven't spoken on in two he he reveals that he never called himself jigsaw that was assigned yeah. to him by the yeah. press and that kind of thing because there's a puzzle piece cut out from you know what i mean and he said that this is an indication that you do not have a whole part of you're not whole there is a piece yeah. missing from you it's you the survival you instinct. lack the will to live mm-hmm. okay so going back to what i was talking about with amanda and where that comes from inside you when you do go through a traumatic experience and you come out on the other side of it that will to live has to come from within you it can't mm-hmm. come from somebody else like your even right. if that is your father figure or whatever and so that will to live is the is the overarching concept of what the saw movies are about for mm-hmm. me it's finding that within you to be the person that proves god wrong you know what i mean <laughs> And Maybe I, that's why I love these series. And, and, I, so and I and that's what I'm saying is because you are at the mercy of this God at the end of the day. If you if you totally. subscribe to that, if you don't, sure. you, you don't give a fuck. Whatever. But like, you know, the concept being, though, that you have you, you either believe you are a human and have autonomy over your thoughts and your actions and things like that. And you can find that will to live mm-hmm. despite what fate is telling you about your current <laughs> situation, you know, and that that's just that's what all of this is and that is made so abundantly clear in three it's the reason that i've liked it the older i've gotten because i've been able to like conceptualize those deeper meanings and everything it's not obvious to a 14 year old sure what existence means (laughs) you know and things like that um but but to answer your question more specifically, I absolutely think that John knows who's going to win and who's going to lose. I, yeah. I think that he has already made that clear, and that's why he has multiple apprentices. That's why he plays multiple games with people. He he's not just trying to prove a point once and let that be it. This is a not. It's not even really a revenge tour. He absolutely wants people who are unworthy of being alive staying alive. Sure. You know. <laughs> so, so with that with that statement mm-hmm. of us agreeing uh that he has this idea of what people are going to do in mm-hmm. these situations because he researches the mm-hmm. shit out of them that motherfucker and condemns is... them or gives them a way out you know so, <laughs> yeah so here's my thing if if he again has these preconceived notions about what people are going to do in these traps and these games and such does that make him a murderer 
Uh, yeah, because again, okay. I, I kind of am on board with if you make somebody shoot themselves in the head, you're the murderer. Right. You know what I mean? I, I do subscribe like to that concept. That, like, if you put two people in a room mm-hmm. and you say one has to kill the other. Mm-hmm. Right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You put a loaded gun on both sides of the room, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, I like that they try to do like this fucking, you know, fluttery concept about it but mm-hmm. it, it, but, sure. it, but the, that's the reality that's the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. because yeah. it, we were it's, it's the same thing talking about like um the dude hitting his his son and killing his son and everything right. you know what i mean yeah. that was not that guy's fault he still murdered that child right <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to play a semantics game killed that child but the fact remains right sure you know? totally totally um well do we have any wrap-up thoughts on not this, on this on portion. one, two, and three. I think we pretty much covered everything. I love these first three movies so much, mm-hmm. is because that point of the will to live and where that comes from and everything is so painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, everybody out there that's listening, that's going through something, I swear to you, as somebody who's been through what you're going through to some degree, or I can at least relate to that pain, that you are going to be just fucking fine, and you are a god among fucking insects, and it's within you. Be that guy. So which trap was your favorite? <laughs> it's still the Venus fly trap. I just think it's so in, fucking... In three. In, in three? Yeah. I honestly like the pig grinder. Yeah. I, I And that's not because you picked like what my actual favorite is. <laughs> <laughs> but like you were talking about, that rotting fucking pig carcass bullshit. I that, had to tell myself so... it's got to be chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's just... It, it's... It's not even that it's like a brutal trap. It's just so fucking gross. Oh, it's just the most, I can't imagine anything more vile, right? Because that dude had to smell like that until he got <laughs> his face blown off. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's just a solid, it's just a solid movie. This one is probably, if I'm honest, like on a similar level to one for mm-hmm. me it's totally. in that territory i still like two the best out of all three okay. out of the first three if i'm yeah. just speaking from the heart on it yeah this is definitely three is my favorite mm-hmm. saw movie nice i love all of them i'm one of the few people like i was talking about earlier like this was my franchise this was my like you know you had that story to gravity you know like the story was impeccable <coughs> And then the gravity was like, well, if you fucked up, you die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's awful. Right. (laughs) And there's something so pure about it. Oh, yeah. Because that's ridiculously simple. You know? (laughs) (laughs) It does not get more plain than that. All I can think is, man, I really fucking hate time trials. Like in video <laughs> I know, games and I know. shit. I, I hate time trials. Those are trials. always the hardest fucking missions, dude. I was, dude, I know. You, did you ever play fucking Transformers 2007, like the video game they made off of like I the Michael not. Bay movie? There's this part where you're in a fucking desert, and I played that shit for like four hours and couldn't get it right <laughs> because it was a fucking time trial. Yeah. That's how I felt playing uh, the Thievius Raccoonus, the yeah. Sly Cooper, mm-hmm. when you had to do the fucking racetrack mm-hmm. shit. I'm like, it's always a fucking racetrack. I'm like, why am I here? I know, I know. <laughs> Jack and Daxter 3, you have to go out in the desert and rescue three guys that are exactly the distance apart that they need to be for you to be able to complete it with zero seconds left. You cannot hit a rock or go off a jump wrong or anything like that. And yeah. it's like, we're just shooting shit. It's Jack and Daxter. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm collecting orbs and I'm killing robots. That's what we're doing. Ratchet and Clank. Anyway, no, that's all I have on Saw 1 through 3. 
Well, guys, I cannot wait for the rest of the installments of this. Check us next Saw month. Saw month! <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you guys check us out next week for episodes four and five. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, make sure that you are checking out our YouTube page now, getting our Patreon, where it's like, you know, if you want to join, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. But our award show will be on both of those for free. Mm-hmm. Um so make sure that you're checking both of those out. Make sure you're following us and subscribing. Give us a review, whether it's bad or not. Please don't give us a bad review. We're so small. <laughs> it would crush us. <laughs> we're, ne- we're we're just like banned from the algorithm. Yes. <laughs> One fucking thumbs down. <laughs> it's going to be that horny ranch boy. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be that fucking scene from Gladiator where fucking Joaquin Phoenix just like puts his hand out. <laughs> We're gonna wake up in Pittsburgh in a room we don't belong in. <laughs> I, I'm just like sitting here, like this is neat. Uh-huh. <laughs> is this a set? <laughs> Mark Mark Cantu is the horny ranch boy. He drops negative reviews on himself for for content. <laughs> it's just him wearing a mask. A controversy. <laughs> just this hidden valley on them. I'm just imagining the cape that would go with that because there's just like fucking like the mountains. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like, like one of those fucking RuneScape uh, skill capes or whatever. <laughs> Ranch cape. Ranch cape. <laughs> But thank you guys for joining us. We're at Creeks and Cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. <laughs>